0: Thank you for tuning in to Encounter Jesus Podcast with Pastor Drill Johnson. We are so excited and confident that through this broadcast, it will help strengthen your relationship with Christ. Let's tune in to this week's message. I'm going to take you guys to Matthew chapter 13 this morning. If you would, turn there Matthew 13. And in Matthew 13 is where Jesus begins to talk about seven parables. He begins to break down the parable of the sower, the parable of the wheat and the tear, the parable of the unleavened bread, the parable of the mustard seed, the parable of the treasure, hidden treasure, the parable of the pearl of great price and the parable of the dragnet. And in these parables, he starts talking about things pertaining to the kingdom of God and how the things pertaining to the kingdom of God need to be planted and need to be hidden. And what I want to do today, I want to take you guys there so that it won't just be like a story in a book. I want you to actually visualize and see what Jesus was singing and, and be a part of what was happening in that moment. So bring up my slide. I want to take you to the Sea of Galilee. At the Sea of Galilee, which is on your screen behind me, you see the seat that Jesus did a lot of miracles on, the sea that he actually taught all these parables off of. Around this area right here is Nazareth where he would li- where he lived. When he preached, and it says he went throughout the villages, he went all through up here preaching. This looks like your name, Magda, but it's Magdala, and and he preached all throughout here. And he would go up to the top here near Capernaum, and he would he would tell his parables, because the Bible actually says that he got in a boat and he moved off from the sea, and the multitude stood at the shore and they listened to him teach parables. Right behind uh, Capernaum is a mountain, and that's where. Uh, the mountain of the Beatitudes were released by the people. So this gives you a visual. Give me my next slide. This is what Jesus was seeing. The crowd was up here. Jesus was here on a boat. Next slide. This is what the crowd was seeing. They were here and they saw Jesus on a boat. And so Jesus began to say things like uh, the parable of the sower. A sower went forth to sow a seed and some fell among stony ground. And this is what he was looking at. This place right here is called the Sower's Cove. It's, here, it's there right now. You can look it up and you can actually go there. It's tough to get there, but you can go there. A sower so went forth to sow seas. Some fell on stony ground. Then he says, some fell by the wayside. Well, back here, there's a little, a little road back here uh, that, that men trample on. He says, some fell among thorns and thistles, And then some fell among good ground. So I just wanted to bring you to where Jesus, I want, I want this to be, to be life to you and light to you so that you can understand the depth and the realm of what he's talking about. He's talking about the kingdom of God. Now, the thing about the kingdom of God is this. He made a statement. He said uh, that the kingdom of God uh, does not come with observation. Let me see how should I go with this, Lord. Let, let's do it like this. Uh, I want to I focus on two of those parables. I want to focus on the parable of the the, the treasure, the hidden treasure, and I'm going to focus on the parable of the pearl of great price. Say that, the parable of the hidden treasure, treasure. and the parable of the pearl of great price. price. All right, so he says this in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. He says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden. Important words, say hidden. Hidden. Like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Then he said again in verse 45, and again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, say that, "great great price. He went and sold all that he had and brought it. Before I give you my topic, i got to put this in context. He's talking about the kingdom of God. He's talking about things being being hidden. And here's something that I need you to know. The kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, same thing. Kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven is not up there. A lot of times when we pray, we look up because we think God is up there. A lot of times when we pray, we think that he's up in the sky somewhere. But if you leave this earth in a rocket... When you get to the last level of atmosphere, which is the exosphere, you're going to leave out of here. You're not going to see God. You're going to see space because God is not up there. But Jesus told us where the kingdom of God is. Look at Luke chapter 17, verse 20 should be on your board. Luke 17, verse 20 says this. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisee when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. In other words, you can't see it. It's not something that you can see. It's another realm. Yes. It, it, he said, it doesn't come with observation. He said, the kingdom of God is where? Within, Within you. you. That means that these treasures, these seeds, this mustard seed, uh, uh, this leaven, this, this pearl of great price is on the inside of you. Let me, let me work this word. Uh, what is he saying? He's saying, uh, the world right now is in sin, but righteousness is in you. The world right now is in chaos, but peace is in you. The world right now is in sadness, but joy is in you. The world right now is sick, but but healing is in you. The world right now is in darkness, but light is in you. The world right now is in poverty, but provision is in you. Hallelujah. The world right now is doing all kind of spiritual things and spiritual seances, but the Holy Ghost is in you. As a matter of fact, the God that created 500 billion galaxies and put a water ball in the middle of 500 billion galaxies and then put you in the middle of that water ball, he hopped himself in the middle of you. The kingdom of God is on the inside of you. Say that, the kingdom of God, kingdom of God is, in me. is in me. So I want to release to you my topic today. The topic is this, guard your inner heavens. Tell the person next to you, say, neighbor, neighbor. it's time to guard your inner, Your inner heaven, Second Corinthians chapter 2, 2 uh, Corinthians chapter 4 in the King James language says this, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The whole point of me bringing this is this right now we're living in a time where the world is sick and messed up and because of it, a lot of the church is sick and messed up because we have not guarded our inner heaven. Satan wants your inner heaven because it's what he used to have. So he's going to use this world system of things to pull away at what you deserve. And what will happen is is you'll notice yourself lacking in an area, feeling less of God than you used to, praying less than what you used to because some of your inner heaven has been stolen from you. You have been deputized by God to be a custodian of heaven on earth. And God says, I want you to guard your inner heaven. Point number one, write this down and take a picture of it. In order to guard inner heaven, in order to guard your inner heaven, we must sell out and sell everything. I didn't get an amen. (laughs) Y'all want me to do that kind of preaching? No, sell out. Sell out. Say this, sell out. Sell out. In order to guard what God has given you, you got to sell out and sell everything. You got to sell it. You, gotta you, you got you to sell it. You've got to give it away. And just like Jesus said to the rich young ruler in Luke chapter 18. He says, the rich young ruler came to him and he said, he said, what must I do to be saved? And he said, sell everything that you have. Didn't he say that? Give to the poor. Follow me. Then you'll have riches in heaven. Someone say, sell. Sell. Everything. everything. Look, look at verse 44 in our opening text. Verse 44 says, it says the kingdom of God is like a person. Uh, who had a hidden treasure in the field, which a man found, he hid, and for the joy of it, he goes and he sells everything and buys the field. Look at verse 45. It's like uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a a person purchasing some beautiful pearls, and when he had found the pearl of great price, he sold everything. Someone say sell it. Sell it. So here's the deal. That pearl of great price, because it's a lot of different pearls. But what was significant about that pearl of great price that would make this man sell everything? The highest selling pearl that has ever sold in the history of the earth, sold in 2018. It was the pearl of Marie Antoinette. Uh, Put that pearl up on the screen, see this pearl? This pearl here sold for 36 million US dollars. Marie Antoinette was a fashion extravaganza. She was one of the, she was actually the last queen of France before the French Revolution. And she was, I mean, she could, you think that Jacqueline Onassis Kennedy could dress? You think that Michelle Obama could dress? This woman right here, she, she her, her wardrobe budget yearly was $3 million. She was opulent. I mean, she had, uh, her hair, her, I mean, her hair was uh, dyed, fried, and laid to the side. <laughs> Look her up, Marie Antoinette of France, you'll see it. And and the problem with that, though, was that she was rich, but France was poor. And the people noticed that you're living an opulent life, and we don't even have bread. You know how the diaper stuff ran out recently? The the baby formula ran out recently? Well, it was like the baby formula in that day. All the bread ran out, and the people became disenchanted with her, and they attacked the palace. They went in, they grabbed her, they got a guillotine, and they beheaded her, probably with those earrings on. Those earrings were kept safe up until 2018 and they sold for for 36 million dollars. Now the the person that purchased this this, uh, pearl, he didn't purchase it because it's really worth uh, 36 mil, he purchased it because of who it belonged to. I don't know if you understand who the pearl of great price belongs to. God, the Maker of heaven and earth, God, the one that saved you and raised you and blessed you, God, the one that gave you His goodness and His mercy, God, the one that should have sent you to hell. He says, "I got a pearl of great price for you." And if they he he paid thirty six million for a pearl of great price, what will you pay for a pearl from the kingdom of God? The pearl, of great. In order for me to guard my inner heaven, I got to sell out and sell everything. Some of us, we're holding on to stuff that we should have sold. We're holding on to family customs that contradict God's. I'm about to come down your path today. We're holding on. Well, my mama did it this way. My mama had these men. My mama taught me to get the bread. My mama taught me to get my bag. We're holding on to customs that are against God's. Some of us, we're holding on to cultural customs that are against God. Oh, y'all about to get me today. We got, we got any army bears around to protect me? If you're holding on... Oh, God, help me with this one. If you're holding on to customs, if, if you're a Democrat or Republican, and you're going against God's customs. I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I am a kingdom man. Now... Now, I will vote that uh, the party that's closest to God's ways, that's how I vote every time, the party that's closest to God's ways. But I'm not going to allow anybody's custom or culture to contaminate the kingdom. I can't allow what somebody thinks to contaminate my inner heaven. We got to sell some, tell the next person next to you, sell some stuff, sell some stuff, sell it. Some of us, we're holding on to people that are against God's customs. hmm Yep. I just can't let him go past it. He's fine. <laughs> I just can't let her go past She, for no, she's a Jezebel. That's Jezebel and Delilah mixed up in this piece. God says, I want you to guard your inner heaven. In order to do that, you got to sell some people. So my question today to you, to you is, is what are you still holding to? holding on to that you should have sold. Some of us, we have, uh, we're we're, we're spiritual hoarders. We got stuff in our household, in our spiritual houses that God said, I need you to sell everything. Today, you got to guard your inner heaven because you feel less of God than you used to because you haven't sold some things. You're not praying like you used to because you haven't sold some things. You're not seeing visions and dreams like you used to because you haven't sold some things. Your money is not right because you haven't sold some things. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who have, who have money, but they're poor in their spirit because they haven't sold some things. God said, I need you to sell out because I need you to guard your inner heaven because your inner heaven is not only for you, but I got to save other people. And you can't be selfish with what's on oh, the inside of it. You can't be stingy with the anointing. So tell somebody, sell out, sell out, sell out, sell out. Mm-hmm. Point number two, write it down, put it on the screen. In order for me to guard my inner heaven, I must cover my seed. I've got to cover my seed. Now, if you noticed, um, these parables talk about seeds, weed, treasure. All these things are things that are, that are hidden. It talks about pearls. talks about mud. All these things are things that are hidden. And God says, that I need for you to, 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 to cover some stuff. And if you look at the parable of, of, the, uh, of the sower that went forth to sow seeds, it talked about, about seeds that are not covered properly. They, they spring up fast and then die off. Mm-hmm. There's some of you under the sound of my voice that you feel like you've been growing slow. But the reason why you've been growing slow is because you're properly covered. Sometimes uh, when God plants a seed, sometimes God says, "I I cause the seed to grow down first before I cause it to grow up. Because when it grows up quick, it dies off quick. But when it grows, when it grows down, there's some pressure, there's some pressing, there's some roots that's being established. There's some things that you're saying, God, why is it taking so long for me to get married? Why is it taking so long for me to get in ministry? Why is it taking so long for me to get my business? God says, because you're properly covered. What I'm doing for you is I'm causing the seed to grow down first. Because if the seed grows down first, if the seed grows down first, when it does spring up, baby, this time it's going to stick. Tell the person next to you, say, neighbor, this time it's gonna stick. It's gonna come on. prophesy to them and say, neighbor, this time it's gonna stick. This time it's gonna remain. This time it's gonna sustain. This time the word is gonna play out. This time it's it's gonna grow. This time it's not gonna be uprooted. This time God is gonna cause it to stick. Say, this time it's gonna stick. It's gonna stick. It's gonna stick. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Sometimes, sometimes and many times when God really has purpose on your life, it's gonna take a minute. He's gonna let you simmer. He's gonna let you sit. He's gonna let you get pressed by the dirt. But all while all that is going on, you're actually growing. Such, such and such got, got this new car. Such and such seems to be, be going fast. Well, the Bible says in the book of Psalm 73 that people who grow fast are in sip, slippery places. He says, the rugs want to be pulled out right from under them. But not you, because you're covered. Mm-hmm. You're a seed. And the kingdom of God is on the inside of you, and you're covered. You see, you see Spencer, there are people right now who, are, who, who, who were seeds in the kingdom but weren't covered. And they're dead now. Elvis Presley, he was a seed in the kingdom who wasn't covered. Whitney Houston, she was a seed in the kingdom who wasn't covered. R. Kelly was a seed in the kingdom. He's in jail now. These people grew up in church, but they didn't grow up under covering. Because, see, see true covering is going to tell you, sit your hips down. True covering is going to tell you, you got, you, got, you got a gift that's going to take you where your character can't keep you. So sit it down because I care more about your character than I care about your gift. Sit it down. Because you're going somewhere. You're going, you're about to sprout up. But God says, before you get sprouted up, you got to be covered. God is covering you, kingdom is covering you, and leadership is covering you, too. Hallelujah. Someone say, neighbor, Neighbor. protect Protect. your inner heaven. heaven. Mm -hmm. Point number three, write it down. In order to guard my inner heaven, I must guard my gates. i got to guard my gates. Now, those of you who've been around me for a long time, I was talking to Jason. Jason's been around me for like, I don't know, 12, 13 years maybe. And if you've been around me for that length of time, you heard me teach on the gates. I've always said that there's three gates that you gotta, you got to guard. Eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate. Eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate. But as I was pondering on this and I was studying, the Lord revealed to me, like, son, you missed something. You you missed something. You missed one of the gates. Because in the kingdom of God, if you read Revelation 21, it deals with the city of God, which is the kingdom of God, and it has four gates. If you look at Jerusalem, which is a replica of the kingdom of God, it has four gates. He's like, son, you you got the eye gate, you got the ear gate, you got the Mouth gate, but you missed the heart gate. God is saying, yeah, you've been protecting those things, but what about the most important one? That could be the reason why some of the growth that you wanted to experience in your personal life haven't happened because your, your heart gate isn't guarded. Let's look at these gates. The first gate is the eye gate. Say that, eye gate. I Jesus was a genius and is a genius. He made a statement in Luke chapter 11, verse 34. He said this, Luke 11:34. 34, he says, The lamp of the body is the what? Eye. Therefore, if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, then your, your body also is full of what? Darkness. Now, before science was science, Jesus already had the science on this stuff. He said the eye, King James language, and the New King James language says the eye is the light of the body. New Living Translation, or New King James says lamp, excuse me. uh, The lamp And another translation says light. Now I want you to look at the human eye. The human eye is so sophisticated that it takes faith to not believe in a God. Isn't that right, Kevin? It's so sophisticated. When you look at the eye, you have the cornea, which is like, it's, it's, it's made from the same material as your skin, but it has no pigmentation, so it's clear. It protects your, your, uh, your iris. The iris is the color in your eye. The iris, which is the color in your eye, has something in the middle of it called the pupil. And the pupil receives... We actually see no objects. We see light coming off of objects. The iris causes your pupil to shrink or to get bigger based off of how much light it can receive. That's revelation right there. On, on, on the back of your eye is a lens. It's amazing that the lens is not, uh, it's not in the front, it's in the back. It's amazing that you see with what you can't see. That's revelation. So, so the Bible, so, so life says, I'm just so used to preaching, the Bible says, but, but life is like this. Uh, and Jesus says the eye is the light of the body. So, so when, when something comes through your eye, it goes through your pupil. It hits the back of your eye, which is your retina. By the way, before it gets to your retina, there's fluid in your eye that holds your eye up. It's like water in your eye. That's, there's water and electricity in your eye at the same time. Only God can do that. So so the image comes. Now, when it comes in your eye, it actually comes upside down because the world is upside down. It comes in upside down. It hits your retina. Your retina releases electrical impulses that send signals to your nerves to send the light that you just saw to your brain. And then your brain turns it right side up. And then when your brain turns it right side up, it sends signals to your body to respond to what you saw. So your whole body now is responding to what you let your eyes see. Jesus said if you see light, your whole body is going to be full of me because I am the light of the world. So, so, so if you see good, the goodness of God, if you see the, the rivers, the, the streams, the, the mountains, the lakes, if you see the beautiful people that he made and the beautiful, beautiful diversity that he made and, and the beautiful colors that he made, your whole body is going to be full of him. And you're going to respond by saying, thank you, God. Look how good you are. Look how beautiful things are. Look how amazing you are. Look at the green glass. Look at the, look at the flowers. Look at the wonderful beautiment of your work. And you'll be full of light. When you read the word, the word is life. It's coming through your eyes and it's filling you up with light. But the same response happens when you look at dark stuff. Now, I'm about to cut you a little bit. I'm about to get these little, these little surgery precision. This, this is a knife. The nurse, hand me the knife. Got the knife. I'm cut you open a little bit here and go in. Young men. It used to be just young men but now it's young men and young women. When you behold an image that's based and birthed out of darkness, say like pornography, or, or say like images like murder images, or, 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 or now I'm gonna, young people, please forgive me, but some of y'all video games, bloody massacres. When you behold an image like that, same thing happens. Light bounces off of it. It's in a video game. Comes through your, your, your eye. Goes to the back of your retina. Electrical impulses are released. Goes to the nerves. Gets to your brain. Your brain turns it upside down or turns it the right way. And then your body responds. So when you wake up, H-O-R-N-E, when you wake up, some of y'all missed that. Because some of y'all been saved all your life. You ain't got nothing going on in your body. But some of the men, y'all wake up. Never mind. Some of the women, you wake up, why am I feeling this way in my body? Well, it's because of what you let your eyes see. And, and some of us, we think, I'm mature, I can handle it. No, 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 no. The light of the body is the eye. Whatever you let through your eyes will eventually affect your, affect your body. So you got to guard your gate, man. You're on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. You're on Facebook. You're on, some of y'all are so old, you're on MySpace. By the way, I'm monetized now on, uh, on, on, on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? So I'm doing, you know, you know what I'm saying? It, uh, and, and I'm monetized on, on Snapchat, but never mind. Uh, wait, 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 TikTok, never mind, never mind. So, so, but we're on these apps, right? And we're flicking through stuff. But what I want you to know is that Satan is after your inner heaven. So what you have to do, you got to guard your eye gate. You gotta, gotta, if you see something, you better move that thing along. Because if you let that thing linger on you, that thing's gonna get in your body and your body's gonna be full of darkness. And you're gonna, it may not happen at the moment, but you're gonna wake up with something dark on the inside of you. So you better move it along. Move it along. Some of y'all right now, you see me doing this, you think I'm talking about making it rain. Because your your eyes ain't blessed. (laughs) Somebody say, move it along. Move it along. You better see it, but don't see it. Move it along, man. No, 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 no. I can't allow to let you get my peace. I can't, I can't allow to let you get my money because, because poverty and perversion are cousins. If you find a man that's a perverted man, I'll show you a broke man eventually. He, if he has a lot of money, he'll lose everything eventually. You find me a woman that's perverted, I'll show you a woman that's going to be broke. The Bible says by means of a whorish and adulterous woman, shall a man be brought to a piece of bread. Don't shock me down like I'm preaching today, y'all. Move it along. Move it along. Because I can't affect, I can't allow that to affect my eyes. I'm not going to allow bloody images to affect my eyes. I'm not going to be crazy like I don't see it because we're in the world. You're going to see stuff. But if you linger on stuff, it gets through your eyes and it sends signals to your brain and your body will respond. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor. neighbor. Guard your eye gate. I want you to see how important guard is before I, I deep dive into this this, this, uh, this this heart. Guarding your heart. Look at Philippians 4-7. Let's put these scriptures up. I want you guys to see how important God uh, is when he's talking about Guard, guard guard yourself. Uh, Philippians 4:7 says, "In the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, we'll do what? Guard our hearts." First Timothy 6:20 says, "O Timothy, what? Guard what is committed to your trust, avoiding profane idle, idle babblings that'll come up in a minute. Um, in contradictions, remember I said, things that contradict God, uh, what is falsely called knowledge. 2 Thessalonians 3:3, 3, 3, "But the Lord is faithful, who will establish you, and what? Guard you." Alright, go back to that heart, that guard of that heart. Uh, Proverbs 423. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. You gotta guard your heart from people who don't belong there. Mm-hmm. You gotta guard your heart from people who try to infiltrate your inner heaven. Because they look good or come from a good family or because they're talented or because they're gifted or because they have money. But you, you can end up getting somebody in your heart that will be there for the rest of your life. You better guard your heart. I tell my sons all the time, where's Joe that? Joe, you around? Drive around? They're probably hiding somewhere because they know I was coming for them. <laughs> I walked up to them and I say this to them. I say, I say son, I know, you look, you know you're probably interested in young ladies. Thank God. Thank um, God. I said, but guard your heart. I said, because it's easy to fall in love, but it's hard to fall out. You end up falling in love with somebody that doesn't love you back, that wasn't from God, they'll be off in another relationship, and you'll still be in love hurting while they're happy. Guard your heart. The enemy wants to come. Oh, my God, young sisters. God got you as that seed that's planted deep and it's taking a little bit longer because when it comes, it's coming strong. But God says, some of you under the sound of my voice, you're so anxious. And when that person comes, it may not be from God. So it's going to tear your heart to pieces and rip up your flower out of the ground. Guard your heart and protect your flower. Trust the Lord for who he has for you. And I'll say this and most preachers are not going to say this. Trust the Lord if he doesn't have anybody for you. I didn't get an Amen. Can I say this, Lord? What if what if God Oh boy, okay. What if God said that the bloodline that you're a part of is contaminated and full of witchcraft and word curses and mind battles and demonic stuff and occultic activity? And I'm ready to end that bloodline through you. would you then still say yes to your will and yes to your way? All right, we keep on going here. Okay, all right. Guard your heart. You got to guard your heart against, against walking away from God. You hear me? Don't let your heart become distant towards God. Guard your heart. Man, God is present. He's right. you, you can actually feel his presence right now. But some of us, our hearts are blocked away from him because it was never guarded. Guard your heart, folks. So you got the eye gate, ear gate, the mouth gate. Excuse me, the eye gate, ear gate, heart gate, and the last gate is the mouth gate. And I got to bring this last because the mouth, the mouth, is a reflection of the heart. Someone say, "Guard your mouth gate." Your mouth gate. Matthew chapter twenty, uh, Matthew chapter thirty-five, verse thirty-seven. It says, "A good man, and for all intents and purposes, man or woman." So a good man, out of, the, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth what? Evil things. But, all in the same sentence, but I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they shall give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. That's crazy. So Jesus, he died for all of your sins, but some of us don't even think that our words are wrong, so we won't repent for it. So when we get to heaven, we'll be judged for idle words. Let me step deeper. Some of y'all, you can't control your cursing. That, that's an idle word. I even had some people call me and say, you know, Pastor Gerald, some of your pastors, they be, they, you know. Never mind. Uh, 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 because we get all of our pastors are good. But even pastors, I'm preaching to y'all today too, you got to guard your mouth. Because you're speaking life over God's people. And if people hear you speaking death out of the same mouth, it breeds confusion. And Jesus said, you will be judged by every idle word that comes out of your mouth. And some of you all, we, we, have, made, we have made these decisions to say that I know I'm saved, but I still cuss. No, 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 no. Every idle word that comes out of your mouth, you're going to give an account for Even when you speak death over yourself, I'm poor, I'm broke. I'm going to be this way all of my life. Or even when you talk to your children and you call them the B-I-T-C-H. You have just called, and I, I met with some people this week, or last week, that called their children the B-I-T-C-H word. And the B-I-T-C-H means a female pregnant dog. You have what you say. Guard your mouth. Tell the person next to you, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. watch your mouth. Use your eye gate to watch your mouth. Come on, somebody. Today, I wanted to release information to you because the world, if we, if we don't guard ourselves, the world will contaminate our treasure, cause corruption in our treasure, and we're actually the light of the world. I'm not saying don't talk to people and be distant and be all crazy and asceticism, meaning you know, to your own self. I'm saying you reach the world, but guard what you got. Now you right, listen to me. Tell the other person next to you, guard, guard. Your, inner your inner heaven. Repeat this after me with your, with your mouth, Gabe. I have a seed, and it will grow. I have a treasure, and I will keep it safe. I have a a pearl, and I will protect it. I will guard my inner heaven, heaven because God God is in me. We hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. To keep this podcast going and in your area, we would like you to consider being a partner. Please visit GA jm.tv forward slash partner for more information. Thanks and have a blessed day.